Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. I'm here with a special guest. And I'm going to be talking about is real life adventures. Focused with Scott Feld, talking about his experiences and to encapsulate those experiences from the lens of soul development, soul evolution, and what our experiences, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, are all trying to teach us something all allowing us to learn more about ourselves in an intentional way and sometimes unintentional ways. So we're talking in this particular podcast on you got it all and it still goes wrong. Why and what happened? And that's a great subject. I would like Scott to share more about that and also a little bit about his background and who he is. And then we'll take it from there. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Judith. So good to be here with you. And I do think it's an amazing topic. We talked about it a little bit before. First, I'll introduce myself and I'll get to that part. So again, my name is Scott Feld. I'm in San Diego, California, certified life coach. I'm specifically, I really work with kids kind of in the tween age group, nine to 12, although I've had different clients, different ages as well. I chose that age group because that's where I really saw for myself, for one, where things started spiraling a little bit downhill. And because I wasn't taught some of these inner powers that I have that I now teach others, that would be the cause of the downhill spiral. And so I thought the best service I could do would be sort of the vitamin versus the medicine. And I really found that the teenagers who are struggling they're the ones who like you kind of go, ah, what do we do? They need like, you know, if in doctor terms, they need medicine, they need surgery. You're trying to fix a problem that's already occurred. What I think I can provide, and I've had some great um, results from it, is the before that happens, let's like empower. Let's like give you those vitamins. Let's let's have it so that when those obstacles and those situations come up, you're the one that can step up and blast through, not the one who's taken down like like so many are and like I was. So that's that's what I do and that's who I work with. In addition to that, I have my own almost seven-year-old son and I wanted to make sure that actually it had gotten grained earlier. The way that I coach and through my power quests and power parties, they're, they're too advanced for like a five, six, seven-year-old who really start around nine but the ideas are not too advanced and it's never too early to ingrain like who you are to start really looking at the inner self. Right. I just want to make a comment about that because you, you yeah. just said a, a key aspect is, is that we're never too young because mm -hmm. the innate 
quality of the soul, when you're looking at for our seekers, when you're looking at soul evolution, the soul is always evolving and growing. And we don't know necessarily the age of that soul. Even though it may be in a seven-year-old body, it may mm-hmm. be zillions of years old. <laughs> right. To learn certain experiences with certain parents to gain a greater understanding about themselves that they wouldn't gain otherwise. So that's yeah. a great yeah, I really agree. And, and you know, from that perspective, it's like my own son arrived with me to get what he needed to get, but also to give to me because I learned so much from him about myself, right? Like I learned from him what a jerk I can be. I learned from him where I can be impatient and where I can grow and I can be a better human. And he's here for those reasons while I'm here to show him and teach him the things that he gets from me. So, you know, my my method of getting that information, not only to my son, but to kids his age all around was to write a book. And so I needed to write like a fun animated book that showed kids their inner superpowers. The one I wrote is about imagination. It's called Dax to the Max. My son's name is Dax, right? So he's animated in a book now. This is him. Right. And we put it out there and I've gone out and done some great speaking engagements, some interactive readings. I've added some different elements to it to make it more fun when we do it. And then it got picked up by a production company. And now it's a TV show in development. So that's a great media to get it across to lots and lots of kids. So you can look at it from like that sort of God spiritual thing like Dax came to me kind of late in life. I'm 53 and he's almost seven, right? So had him when I was 46. He, he came to me at the right time. We know that, right? And then he came to me at a time where we can create something together. 10 years ago, although I was coaching, I wasn't writing a book. I wasn't, I was actually coaching more adults at that time. Some kids, but more of adults, I transitioned My experience and expertise is more in the kid teenage range. So I wanted to really go serve that community, um, Mm -hmm. fell into the other. So anyway, perfect timing for Dax to arrive, for him to come and for us to go kind of on this journey together, which we love. We just love it. And he gets to like sign books. He got really good with his signature. He does the (laughs) hidden signature now where you have to find where he hit, you know, signed at the book. And we just know all of this is ingraining in him this thing where he doesn't have to be at the effect of life like like he we can create stuff and make stuff happen he's seeing that right like we wrote a book we created we put it out into the world and he knows that and i think that's really beautiful and really important so that's what i'm out doing through a bunch of different ways the power quest the power parties the book the tv show coming soon um God willing. And, and that's, you know, that's about me. That's who I am. It's wonderful. You know, and so many thoughts that came to my mind when you were talking about your relationship with your son, which I think is very, very powerful. And I think that children are born to us in a certain time that allows us to have a a mutual mission together. (laughs) And just because they're young, doesn't mean they're not old souls. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, yeah, for sure. (laughs) That are having, you know, a, a particular focus and you're helping him evolve and grow as you're evolving and growing because you said it so well. I'm learning from him. He's learning mm-hmm. from me as yeah. well. And that's what 
the whole interaction and being in this world is about, that we're learning for many different experiences coming into our lives to learn certain things. And when we're alert and attuned to them, we can be more intentional and then we can accelerate our evolutionary growth through that mm-hmm. process. But yes. one of the things too, that you had said at a point in time too, when you were young, you had certain experiences that evolved you to the current experience you're having now with doing these interactive types of parties with the children. So tell them a little bit about your experience and, you know, from moving as a young child into the current, you don't have to do it all, but just some some flavors to what's allowed you to be doing what you're doing currently. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've, I've always had sort of a strange obsession with how the mind works, how, you know, some people are successful, some people struggle, um, always was told and thought it had to do with like your circumstances, the obstacles. Sometimes you just, you were just dealt bad cards. I was told. And I agree. I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, and then you start hearing stories about people who have overcome such amazing, you know, such crazy obstacles so what's the difference, right, is what I wanted to know. And then w- when you have a professional athlete or a musician or someone who's reached a high level in whatever they do, what was it? Like what had them be that person? Because we always we always see the result. I always saw the result. Oh, you know, when I w- was watching basketball, I like sports. So sometimes I use a sports analogy and, you know, everybody seems to know Michael Jordan, right? And then you go – All we did is watch Michael Jordan be Michael Jordan, but none of us saw Michael Jordan get cut from the high school basketball team. None of us saw him earlier on. None of us saw the struggles. None of us saw what he did when he faced those struggles, right? He's just one example because we're always seeing the results where the kids, when I work with the tweens, I might use like a Taylor Swift, you know, Taylor Swift being this huge mega pop star and you look at her and, you know, girls want to be her like you know how did you know but what they don't necessarily want is give up all of their weekends to songwrite with a bunch of like 50 or 60 year old men who are professional songwriters so that she could learn to become a good songwriter while she did her guitar lessons while she was turned down by record companies and had to deal with that they don't want that they want the result and that's me too right so we're talking about me as well i just saw the result said oh i want that now, when we talk about the topics, see, I was I wasn't raised in a in a wealthy family, but of upper middle class, right? We weren't doing such crazy things, but we went to Hawaii every Christmas. You know, maybe maybe we were right. We had you know a fairly big house. We had a swimming pool. We had the place. My dad worked in real estate. My mom took us to my sister and I to our you know swimming. I was a swimmer. She did like ice skating and some other things pretty great right it's just pretty it just sounds pretty great it's like wow well you had every opportunity you had everything well what you find out is that the physical things the things that you're given and given and given even if it's just opportunities it means that you haven't gone through the things that build the character of you and build the strengths in you to get those things which you can take into the next bigger thing and the next bigger thing. So here you are, if you're like me, you're given these things. And when I was kind of thinking about this interview we were going to do today, I was 
thinking of when I wanted like 12 years old. Well, all I had to do was see some band, some dude was playing guitar. He looked cool. Hey, mom, dad, I'm going to play guitar. Next thing you know, I had a guitar kind of handed to me, right? That was good. That sounded good to my parents. Okay, he wants to play guitar, Let's, which is cool. My parents were awesome, right? Like that. However, what would I have learned? What kind of, now I know, right? This is always looking backwards because there's no way I knew that, knew what I'm about to say then. And it's why I teach it and show kids plant the seeds now. So anyway, what would it have been like if I actually saw somebody play guitar, but then knew that to get that guitar and to get lessons, it was going to take something from me. It was not going to be handed to me. So I had to really consider that because I was going to have to put in some effort, whether it be getting really resourceful, you know, or going out and making money in some way. What if that was the case? And then it really meant something to me. And then because it really meant something to me, I put more effort into it when I actually got the guitar and I got the lessons. I was more committed to it because when I got mine, I was like, eh, three months later, I kind of just want to be that rock star guy. I don't really want to do this like learning thing, right? Because it wasn't developed in me. But had it been this way, right, then I would have developed it. I would have gone through the process. And who knows, Judith, you and I might not be talking because I might be on a stage somewhere playing rock music. I don't know. Probably not, right? But but the point being told is that those of us, and there's so many, and I have to work on this with my own kid because, again, very similar, not wealthy, but, you know, middle, upper middle class, you know, we, we don't, he gets stuff when he wants it. But because I now know the processes and the choices, I now, even though could give to him, we talk about developing a skill or a strength and doing it together a different way. Let's work for that. Let's become resourceful. Let's see how you can get that without me just giving it to you so that you not only get the thing in the end, but you get all these powers. You build up all these strengths that are going to carry you in. Because now we go, oh, okay, I'm given the guitar lessons and the guitar thing, and when I quit, there's not any consequences really, right? I could deal with the... Oh my gosh, Scott, I thought, you know, you were one to play guitar. Well, that's expensive, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of like went in one ear out the other because we didn't act like it was expensive. We act like it was sort of just something I did wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what you're, you're bringing up again through this whole aspect of soul evolution is that actually the soul does want to have discipline. It does want to have that you as parents are able to give discipline to the child because that discipline actually also helps the soul to evolve and to grow. And it also needs guidance to know how to develop. And what you're talking about, that skill strength or those superpowers, well, it actually helps the soul to have superpowers as well because it starts to learn the aspect of something I just finished doing in my last podcast on self-mastery and the, and the power of self-mastery. And along with that, the power of discernment. And so that the more that we're having discernment as a soul, and which all seekers are learning how to do between what is the left way or the right way to go and the things that I do, and parents can be able to do that so nicely to help to garner that for the child and set that those train tracks, so to speak, and moving them mm-hmm. in the right direction. So one mm-hmm. of the things you were thinking is, is that you had it all, 
but you may not have had all the discipline because it just looked like this is what I wanted. And you could skip over the discipline points to get to what you wanted, but you realize, hmm, I didn't put the effort in. <laughs> yeah, didn't have to. Not. Really what, what we're talking about here is my parents who gave, this is what they knew to do as parents because they didn't get the instruction manual with me and my sister, right? I didn't get one either. So they went by what they got, right? Their parent, how their parents were and on, you know, tradition of different past years of parenting, right? As it kind of went through the, the different, yeah. And so here we are, like my parents are in this position where like they're giving, they're giving and they think that's great. That's how, it's what you do for your kids. And they're not the only ones, right? I see parents all the time. Yesterday, I'm teaching a class to a bunch of middle schoolers and one girl, it's just, it was just automatic for her. She goes, I would just have my parents buy it. That was her answer. I, I, we were, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but we were talking about following goals and creating with your imagination, your dreams. And she goes, why wouldn't I just have my parents buy it? Right. This is what we're like. And, and we had the conversation. I said, because when your parents buy it, this is what you're missing. And she got pretty like, like focused on that. Like she actually saw like, oh, wow, I can see how I, because at that age you can go, I can see how I'm missing that. Like that is missing for me. I, I don't feel like I can accomplish stuff on my own. Oh, geez. Like, that's not good. Let me, let me stop that. And that's a seed planted. So, you know, and as you talk about the soul, which I'm very spiritual, I like to think that I'm very spiritual. I don't know what that means, but I like to think that I I converse with God and I'm one with God and God's one with me. And and I believe that in these physical bodies that were brought out into that we were given these amazing faculties as humans. These are scientific faculties of the mind. And they're underused sometimes they're unknown i can tell you that when i was a kid when i was a teenager if you had said to me name the faculties of the mind i could not name one never taught to me if you asked me to name the five senses i could do that right but here we have these inner powers i teach it like an iceberg right on the you can see the hair color and the face and the skin color and you can see the outer self, which is because that's seen, especially in the teenagers, but adults too, this is where most of the attention goes. Correct. On the surface. Mm-hmm. On the surface. And then similarly on the surface is we have our surface senses that allow us to navigate our world. Those are our five senses. First, it's like this outer self. Next, it's like the five senses. And then that's like where the water hits. And we don't look below. Correct. That's it. That's who we are. But then once we start looking below and we go, oh, wait a minute. We have this thing called imagination. Oh, wait, we have this thing called willpower. We have this thing called reasoning. We have this thing called perception. Now, let's show you how to use those. Now, what kind of human are you going to be? Right? How are you going to show up in this world in your human form? And, that, and that's the growing spirit. That's the growth. That's why we're here. It's said, and I agree, the only reason we're here is to grow, to learn. What other, what other reason would there be? 
Everything else is just for that purpose. But if we don't use those faculties, we don't use our imagination, we don't use our perception, we don't use our reasoning, we don't use our willpower, then we're limiting our growth. I'm not going to say we're not growing, but I'm saying we're limiting our growth. Right. Right. And and that's very, very true. I love the analogy about, you know, the surface. And then there's so much more beneath the surface that we're not tapping into and that we need to be able to, in order to expand or grow, be it if on the physical level, on the emotional level, on the spiritual level, on the mental level, that we need to be able to do that. And it's so much aligned, which I talk with seekers about, about these superpowers that we do have within ourselves that you're aligning to the qualities of imagination and will, of willpower and perception. But there's also the superpower of love and how we go about loving. There's also the superpower of mastery, which I talk a little bit about, and how if we can do that at a soul level, it allows us to accelerate. There's also harmony. So there's certain inner types of growth that we can be able to do and vision and having that vision to see the greater good in a situation as opposed to everything being so negative all the time, which hits that quality of imagination that you're talking about. So mm-hmm. I think it really ties very nicely into some of the things that you're talking about that I am and will be talking more about with seekers in this particular um, podcast of National Life's Adventures. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. Me? Okay. I was just I was just thinking of another thing along the same lines that I teach is, you know, and it's it's what you were just saying. It's kind of like finding yourself, like your unique self, your unique purpose. I mean, this is looking deep into what is it that really fulfills you? And when we think about that below the surface because it's very easy to go oh what fulfills me right and of course you know the teenagers you go so what do you want and they go money money and also PlayStation right PlayStation PlayStation yeah right and I'll surprise them I'll go you don't want money and then I'll tell them nobody wants money and if they said PlayStation be the same thing you don't want PlayStation nobody wants PlayStation No, 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 no. You want what it provides. You want the thing behind the money. Look, if I gave you a million, a billion dollars, but you couldn't do anything with it, except it was a bunch of paper, you still want it? No, no, no. It's money's your energy. Money's that energy that we've decided to use in order for us to get things in this physical world. But why do we get things? Like, why would you want a PlayStation? Why would, why would you want, you know, that in my neighborhood, it's like the latest e-bike. All the teenagers drive e-bikes around. Well, the e-bike gives you freedom. Gives you a little bit of feeling of power. Like you have a little bit of self-control. That's what, it, that's what the e-bike does. It also takes you to places where you can connect with people in whatever way. That's what the e-bike provides. And the money that provides the e-bike, mm-hmm. which provides mm-hmm. that. And I'll take these kids through, you know, what I call the power formula. And the questions in the power formula aren't new, but the way I present them are very kid friendly, not too young, not too old. This is my specialty. 
worked with this age for a long time. I know how to present to them. So they get it, but they don't get overwhelmed by it. And it becomes fun. That's why I use my my power bag here. My power bag has just a little gliders in it. This is how we get the pilot and the autopilot flying to Hawaii together. Because you know, Dr. Judith, if the autopilot says we're not going to Hawaii, it's too scary, we're probably not getting off the ground. No matter how much we say we really want this thing, we really want to go to Hawaii, we're not going. Not going to let us go. We're going to turn around and go back. And then we use the kinetic sand to talk about neural uh, pathways. Uh, just so that Scott knows, since this is not visual, it's auditory, oh, that he's showing, he's, he's showing the different tools that they work with in order to be able to help the children understand some of the concepts that he's presenting to them. Thank you, Dr. Judith. I forgot. You and I can see each other, and this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. What I was holding up was kinetic Sam because one of the things we love to talk about is our neural pathways. But I can promise you, if I could put a bunch of 9, and tw- nine 10, 11, 12-year-olds in front of me and I start talking neural pathways, I lost them. They fell asleep, right? Yeah. So we talk about adults can lose, too. <laughs> yeah, totally. So we give them some kinetic sand to draw in and talk to them about how they dig trails. And the deeper you dig a trail, the more you go to it. And if that trail looks like I can't and it's too hard and I'm not good enough, and that's the one you keep saying to yourself, then every time something comes up, that's the trail you're going to go walk. But let's bury that trail and let's go dig a trail that says I can, I will, I'm strong enough, I'm good enough, I'm going to go for it. And then every time something new comes up, that's your new trail that you go to. And don't you see you're in control? You can dig either trail that you want and make it deeper or stronger. It just takes an effort, right? And then you become the cause, not the effect. Not everything's just happening to you. You're making things happen. And that's a very new concept. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, well, it actually hits a lot along, right along the lines of what the soul is looking for. Because the soul is actually looking for being not only in the world of effect, which, you know, are things or the products and what's ever been given to you, but it wants to be a co-creator with the source. And that co-creation is with that source called a God, the I am presence, Lord. It wants to learn how to be able to do that. And in similar ways in what you're talking, you're doing externally with the children and helping them to understand that they do have mastery, that they can have different trails that they can go down and a more deep trench of rightfulness so that they're moving the water down, so to speak. That's really helpful at a soul level is is that you do want to be able to help be whatever age the child or the adult is, is to be aware that one of the missions on planet Earth is to be first to be aware of the fact that we are co-creators, whether we're aware of it or not. But what we want to do is be more intentional about it. And so when we're more intentional about it, then we're creating more of the world of joy, of happiness, of peace that we really would want in our world, as opposed to feeling as if it just happens when it happens, that we do have some master yeah. controllability over. Really, yeah, really well said. Totally, 100% agree. It's like um, the co-creation, It's the subconscious doesn't have any ability to disagree. So here we are going to grow something because we're... Our, We're thinking all the time. We're thinking about something. And when we think about it as co-creator, as there being the 
thinking stuff of the universe, the God, the infinite out there, right? We put it there. It's energy. We put it out there. And if we're not doing it consciously with effort, we're going to get whatever we get. We're going to grow whatever we grow. We didn't even know that we grew. Why are things so hard? Why do I not have money? Why am I broke? Why am I not getting good grades? Why do you know people not like me? Why is this? Whatever it might be, we're growing it with our thoughts. Because our thoughts are our feelings. Our feelings are our actions. We're doing that. And here all of a sudden, we're like getting strangled by weeds. And we want to know, man, why was why is so life so hard for us? When over here, there's like this person who has all these beautiful flowers and vegetables and this incredible garden. And the difference being that the thinking, which you're putting out into the world and then acting upon. Exactly. So for interrupting, but that's just a great comment you're making. Our thinking impacts our feelings. Our feelings impact our actions and our behaviors. And now we're in a kind of round robin of activities that we may or may not like and would like to change. But there is something that you also said that I thought was really important. Where we put our attention, this is what I talk with seekers about, is where we put our attention is what we get more experiences around. So if we have our experiences always focused on the weeds, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to get more weeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. And all of these kind of little ways that I explain this to who I serve and work with are just the ways where they can get a visual, right? And they go, oh, yeah, I can actually see, like, if I put energy and the energy in in gardening would be the sun and the water and the good soil. It's like every, I say it, I'm like, who here is stressed? Who here has like, would who here has been told they have anxiety? Who here is like constantly worried or doubts themselves? And it's like hand after hand, after hand, after hand, after hand. You say, who here is super confident? Who here believes like, in their abilities. Who here is calm? Who here is joyful most of the time? And it's like, uh, no, uh, not, you know, it's like, and I show them and I go, well, as you think, this is hard. I'm stressed. I have anxiety, you know, and, and, and it's horrible too, because parents, sorry, parents, if this is you, but it's, it's many we tell our kids they have anxiety and then they start living into that. It's almost like a label. We stick on them and now they have to make sure that they are anxiety. And they don't know, like there's, it's a prison, like it's a box that you're like put into the anxiety prison. Like now you can't get out. This is the thing you carry around with you. It's kind of like if I give you a big sack and all of a sudden I said, you have anxiety. It looks like you have anxiety. Oh, yeah. I have anxiety. There's the anxiety sack, and now you get to walk around with it. And life feels so heavy, and you're hunched over, and life's hard, and you're exhausted at the end of the day. Why? Because you're carrying around anxiety. And all you have to do is show them and go, you know that you could carry around confidence? And confidence isn't heavy. In fact, you know what confidence does? It lifts you up. It's underneath you. It pushes you forward. It's your fuel. It moves you. You want to carry something, right? Or do you want to have something help you, support you, move you? 
And when they get that, they go, well, I want the second one, right? <laughs> like, okay, drop it then. Drop it. I know, like, you've been carrying it for a while, but drop it. And then every time it calls for you to pick it up again, don't. Because it's how we switch the paths. I have anxiety, I have anxiety, I have anxiety. Everything's stressful, everything's hard. Digging a deep path. Always going to that one. Drop it. Let's just at least start digging another path. I always I tell everybody I teach, I go, don't believe me. Right? All I'm telling you is ideas. I've seen them work a million times. I know for myself personally that they're way better because I've done both. I've carried worry, doubt, and fear. And I've been lifted by confidence, and I choose confidence every time. Every time. I want to be lifted. But it takes something. First, you have to become aware, and then you have to take action. You have to move. You have to be willing. Because you know, Dr. Judith, because of what you do, I, you know that people live in their comfort zones. But, 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 they, but comfort doesn't mean comfortable. Comfort means used to. I know it. It's painful. It hurts. I don't like it, but I know it. The familiarity. Yeah. So we keep it and we hold on to it. So you're making a very good yeah. point. And for individuals, going back to another point that you made, what came to my mind was the absorbent mind, which Montessori teaches similar to what you're trying to teach to children, that our minds are very absorbent. So if a family or the environment that we find ourselves in, be a child or be it a dog, we absorb some of that energy of worry, of frustration or anger or sadness or whatever it may be, and not realizing that we're having that impact, especially as parents, on our children. And so being able to teach them how to be able to carry, if you're going to carry something, why not carry confidence? If you're going to have to carry something, why not think about using your willpower in a way that becomes God's power? Mm -hmm. um, that you're knowing that you have other, those super forces or superpowers that you're talking about that I talk about in a little bit different way. But similarly, that they are available to you because they're unseen. We don't think we need, we can, we, we can know about them. Yeah. But it, and actually, the unseen is more powerful than what sometimes is seen if we can learn how to tap into it. And that's the preciousness that I see that you're doing is helping children at a young age to learn how to tap in to these unseen forces that can strengthen them and therefore strengthen their soul and their soul growth and development and mastery in their life. And when I started this podcast, I said I wanted to know how some people were so successful, had such high levels of performance regardless of situation circumstances and that was my study and that's what i was obsessed with finding out and this is it this is the difference in those moments see even if they didn't have a lot if they did have a lot it didn't necessarily matter if they were shown these inner powers that they have their ability to use their imagination their willpower their ability to become resourceful to figure it out, right? Go figure it out. I'll be here. To, I'll support you. Let's let's figure it out. But figure it out. That is so true. We are so much in an instant society in which things are just given to us. 
-hmm. and always given to us that we don't develop the critical faculties of thinking and figuring it out. And so we're giving a great disservice to our children. And the more that you, you're helping to give that back to them, that you can figure this out. It may take time. It may take effort. But it's worth all of that. <laughs> In it's order worth to all of it. it. It is. But it takes more effort on everybody's side, right? And as a parent who works, I get it. Like sometimes you just want to just give. Like just go to, you know, here's the iPad. Here's the whatever. I need some time. Mm -hmm. But if that's not at least put into context, like we don't even say it to our kids. We don't even say, hey, I got some things to do. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to give you this iPad. But what I would like you to do with that iPad is I want you to, it depends on the age of the kid, right? But if they're at an age, like I teach where they can look on the internet, I want you to find five things that would have you get past something that's bothering you. I know that you've been struggling in math. I want you to go find five things, right? It's like a game. And I want you to bring them back to me because when I'm done with my work and you're done with that, we're going to meet up and we're going to look at those five things. And we're going to pick one, one thing. And now we're going to have this how, this information that we didn't have that we can go take action on, right? And then what's going to happen is you figured it out. I was there to support you. And now this thing that was stressing you out and weighing you down, you now have a breath of fresh air. You have a light. You have an opening because you now see something that can help you. And you did that. Now, there's a huge, huge value. And that probably took about 30 seconds to say that and probably a few minutes, maybe up to 15 minutes afterwards. But it's connection with your kid time. And it makes a huge difference. That kind of stuff is is the stuff that we miss oftentimes. But if we don't miss it, I think it makes a huge, huge, huge difference. We don't have to do it every time. It's just a matter of implementing it into the life of our kids and in, into our own lives as well. And what you're trying to do in, inadvertently is being purposeful. You're helping right. your children to be more purposeful in why they're getting on the Internet. They're doing something mm -hmm. that they're going to bring back to their parent to, to be able to have this more enriched type of relationship and discussion. Because you'd be amazed about the wisdom of what a child brings back, and they have different thoughts and ideas about it, that it has a wonderful conversation that you have with your child that is a precious memory. It becomes a precious memory. And when we think about video games, video games are a big part of a lot of kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that without these powers that we're talking about, video games become an escape. They don't become an enjoyment. See, the problem and the problem everybody has with video games is that the kids will go hide out for hours in dark rooms and play video games. Right. And there's other things they should be doing. And so, like, maybe their homework or social skills or whatever are, are falling to the side. And it's because nothing's been placed around video games. So they're told video games are bad, but nothing's really being done about it. Right. And then there's an option. And that option is always to include video games, but as like a, a fun thing you do as a break from going for a goal, doing things that you love, even if you don't love them, doing them because there's a bigger picture for you that you've drawn, that you've created, and then play some video games for a half hour, right? Because what do video games teach us if we tell kids how to get past obstacles, how to learn something, how to move forward on something? Right. Yesterday when I was teaching, I was like, 
video games are great if you guys use them the right way. Let's talk about all the great things of video games. Do you know what kind of friend I become to these kids? Because I get them and I go, video games are fine, but let's play them the right way. And let's add to them. Let's not escape into video game world and come out and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't do my homework. I know I'm going to fail the test. My mom's going to be mad at me. And all of this weight that comes with it, it's not enjoyable. Right? There's too much baggage around it. So anyway, the video games can be good. I think that's a, a great balance. You're seeing the advantage of how video games can be able to help to have a break. But not video games as twenty four seven. Yeah, and have you know everything's in dope. Um, uh, that can be a really help. And, and this kind of, I know we're you're winding down to the segment of our time together, and we've talked about so much of what you're doing to help to bring more presence and more interactions, you know, that are more purposeful and meaningful in your interactions with helping children to understand themselves, their inner self more than just the surface mm -hmm. of who they are, which is wonderful. And you know what? I think the soul is like saying, yay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Scott. <laughs> because the more they get in touch with their inner self, the more their soul and their intuitive self speaks to them and gives them yeah. guidance, which is wonderful because a lot of times kids can feel empty inside because they don't know how. They don't know the roadmap of how to get inside themselves. And that's yeah. actually what you're giving them. So if there was a word or a phrase that you want to end this segment with, what would that be for you? I think conscious engagement comes to mind. Like purposeful, like you had said, like purposeful engagement and interest goes a long way. Speaking their language speaking to them, not at them, mm -hmm. is really important. Being a bridge, a guide for them. But as we said earlier about my own son, allowing yourself to be guided. Don't be stuck in your ways that you've been in. This parenting thing, especially, we weren't, it's new, right? Even if you have a 12 or 13 year old, it's new. Like, cause it's, mm -hmm. cause 12 is different than 13 and 12 is definitely different than nine and nine is definitely different than six. And it's a growing learning process together. That was a bunch of words, but I think they all kind of fit together. But yeah, yeah just engagement, nice. like engagement mm -hmm. and then connection. Mm -hmm. By being engaged, you get more fully connected. And by being more fully connected, what I hear is you have the child to be able to get into a greater sense of centeredness and happiness and joy in their life. Mm -hmm. And you're like, too, as a parent, right? Because our, our soul is fed by connection. I mean, we are here right. together to connect, right? Right, exactly. So we're going to end this segment. Thank you, Scott, for your pearls of wisdom and what you're mm -hmm. doing. We're getting in the next segment to pick it back up and have some more discussions with him. Thank you, Seekers. I think this has been a wonderful episode Thank for you. you to think about this from your own perspective, your soul mm -hmm. evolution, but also if you have children and are parents or you know a parent who may enjoy listening to this, please send them our way and let them hear this relationship between helping to advance the outer understanding of what children can be able to bring into themselves to have a greater sense of fulfillment. Bye for now. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.